his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us right here at WCCO. I'm your host tonight, Geraldine Steele. The name of the show is Steele Talking, and it is, it is what I love to do, is really sit here with you on a Sunday night and just have a blast. Sometimes we talk about very serious things, and other times we have a ball just laughing together. And I know, as far as I'm concerned, Jonathan, it's always great to have you join us. Um, I want to mention that our producers for this show is Chris Tubbs, who does the 9 o'clock hour booking, and Jonathan Lowe, he does, um, of course, the 7 to uh, seven to 9 o'clock show. And he really has some great guests tonight, so thank you, Jonathan. Also, the Timberwolves basketball returns tomorrow as they host the New York Knicks. Am I correct with that? Yes. Yep, okay. they will be back in action tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. And uh, all NBA teams will actually be playing tomorrow because they have – decided they decided this a few months ago that they were going to take the election day and play no games so they could allow number one Love people it. people to to focus in on the election but also um i believe some of the arenas have opened themselves up to be ballot places so they will have uh people going in to cast their ballot in some of these nba arenas I love that. That is awesome. I hope that those that are attending uh, any of the games on Monday, that they will really look at that and call everybody, you know, just say, hey, you guys, go vote before you do anything else. That's awesome, Jonathan. Um, Also, I just want to say that um, I had a chance to watch the very last game of the World Series. And I have not watched any of those games in so many years. I forgot how um, baseball really works. And I always think to myself, oh, baseball must be the easiest of all the sports to really understand. Do you agree with that? No. Um, yeah, I didn't think you did. I I would say that the as far as rules, if you are a, a novice coming in, and people for all the different sports will say, no, 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 we're the toughest to learn. We're the toughest to learn. No. In my opinion, if you are a novice coming into a sport and trying to learn the rules and the 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 little kind of gamesmanship stuff that happens and all of this, baseball to me is the most difficult to learn because you have so many it's 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 odd because the the positions are really defined mm-hmm. and they're kind of individual at the same time. Where, and I'll, I'll deep dive. Let's go. Here we go. Oh, um, basketball no. <laughs> is probably the most cohesive and what you would call positionless sport. 
um, that in hockey because you have defined roles. You have your point guards, your centers, your your wing players in basketball. In hockey, you have your forwards, your centers, your defensemen, your goalies. But save the goalie in hockey, really you're you're playing all the way around the ice or the court, and you're 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 trying to just fill in wherever you can. No, no, I understand that. Yep. It's just that this particular game that I watched for baseball um, just kind of re-sparked uh, how I used to go to baseball games, okay? So it kind of re-sparked something yeah. in me. And I was so excited for the coach, Dusty Baker. Um, oh, yes. I'm just just thrilled that he got his first ring, right? You know, they his all got his their first ring. His first ring as a manager. He has gotten, as a manager, yes. He has gotten uh, rings as a player. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, Oh wow! But he, I, uh, I believe he got rings uh, playing for the Dodgers. Uh, let me check that. But I believe he got rings playing for the Dodgers because he did play back in the seventies, uh, I think early eighties, but but mainly in the seventies. And so he's been around baseball for a long. He's probably been around baseball for 60, 70, 60 years of his life. Wow. Uh, professional baseball for probably fifty years of his life. Um, I was wondering why he was wearing those. It looked like plastic black gloves or something like I that. I believe he wears rubber gloves. And rubber I think, gloves, yeah. And I think it's COVID, isn't it, that he's doing this for? Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, I, I'll have to check on that, but I think I believe that's part of it. I know he's been wearing them for at least a couple of years, but um, uh, when they finally got the the ring and and he was at the podium and everything the gloves were off he didn't care about the gloves anymore like i got my ring i need to show that thing off so yeah right so right. um but i believe you are correct i think that was something that came about of covid but i'll need to check yeah it actually says in something i'm reading here right now that um uh, per Dusty Baker's wife, Melissa, the gloves are a precaution, precaution against COVID-19, dating all the way back to 2020 season. And he says, I still wear a mask because I had cancer 20 years ago and I had a stroke seven years ago. Um, so, wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I haven't looked into his life uh, just yet. I know you know a lot about it. But I was so happy for that man. And when they were bouncing, they were so excited. And they all put their arms around each other and around him, and they kept bouncing. I thought, oh, my gosh, this man is going to be on the ground before we know it. Yes. So, Do you know how old he is? How, what is his age? 73. Wow. He is the oldest manager to win a World Series. Um, no kidding. Yep. He beat out Jack McKeon, who, who uh, managed the Florida Marlins to the World Series in um, 2003. Uh, McKeon was 72 years old, and Baker is 73. Uh, Baker did play longer than I than I thought, and more and more uh, recently than I thought. His first season, where he had at bats or games in the major leagues, was 1968, mm-hmm. and he played all the way up until 1986. So he wow. so so he had a 17, 18 year career. And he did very impressive. He was very part of the impressive. 1981 World Series champion uh, Dodgers team, so he did. Okay. So he did have a ring. Okay, so let's talk stadiums for a minute. You know, as, as uh, the listeners are listening, please know that Jonathan has been teaching me little bits and pieces about all of the sports. And we, the only thing I think we haven't dealt with is. Um, um, the wild, right? Um, but I think all the rest of them, he's really kind of been teaching me little bits and pieces that I'm putting together, and I'm so grateful for it. I, now, used I will to really say this: know. I will say yeah. this. The wild is going to definitely be my my least knowledgeable subject. 
Um, okay, that's why we haven't touched on that. Huh? Yes. There you go. All right. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm just curious to know about stadiums. Not every stadium is the same. Um, even within the, the measurements, right, there are different types. And when Alvarez, I think his name is, when he hit that 450 feet um, when he hit When he ball, hit that absolute... Um, Unbelievable. Just explosion of oh, a bomb gosh. of a home run it that went over the awesome. batter's eye in center field. Mm-hmm. Think of... Think of so the batter's eye is a, usually a place in center field that is usually painted green or black so that the batters have a chance to actually see the spin on the ball, the, the batters, when they're facing pitchers. So otherwise, if you had like a white background or uh, a light background, you couldn't see the spin on the right. ball. That'd be, a, that'd be a disadvantage to the batter. That'd be a, a massive advantage to the pitcher. So they have these batter's eyes. There's one over at Target Field. It's where the shrubs used to be, out in center field, dead center field. Those things are usually about 420 feet away from home plate. So if you hit one to the top or over one, you've hit a long dang way. Exactly. So I'm wondering, that that seemed like a huge thing. My mother was just applauding. We were so excited about that um, and, and to know that Alvarez was able to do that. So is this something that's going to go down in history? Is it the best? Is it the furthest? No. Uh, uh, I saw some, someone was uh, – there was some information that I saw that it was like the second farthest home run – I think in World Series history, but 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 especially since a certain time period, it it'd been the second longest in a while. wasn't the longest, but, but the stadiums do not have the same um, measurements, right? I mean, some are bigger and larger than other stadiums, and so all of that matters when it comes to someone hitting four hundred and fifty. No, not when someone no. hits it four hundred fifty. <laughs> not yeah. when someone hits it four hundred fifty feet. If you hit it four hundred fifty feet, it's out. Anywhere and everywhere. That thing was gone no matter where they played. But you are correct. When it comes to the different uh, the different sports, baseball is the main team sport where you have a different field. You have different dimensions. In basketball, football, hockey, soccer, tennis, you have the same dimensions on the oh. courts or on the field. Baseball you can tweak that a little bit. They're generally going to be the How same. How do you do that? I'm sorry? How do you do that? How do you tweak it? So they, so basically the, the main things you need to have are the bases are 90 feet away from each other in that mm-hmm. diamond shape, mm-hmm. and you have the lines, the, the fair and foul lines going to first base and to third, and the pitcher's mound is 60 feet 6 inches from home plate. Once you get through with that, you can go ahead and expand and expound where you where you want to as long as it's within those lines of those fair and foul poles. So you have some stadiums where down the line is what they call it, down right down the line of the, the fair or foul line, you might be 300 feet from home plate. Some, some stadiums it might be 285. Some stadiums it might be 315. You get out to dead center field. Some some stadium are stadia or stadiums uh, are three ninety from home plate. Some are four hundred. Some are four ten. Some are four twenty. So and and the wall does not have to be a single shape like a a, a single curve. 
You okay, can... let's get back to the game for just a second. You know, the, okay. the what do you call him, a shortstop or something like that? Anyway, he was the guy who injured his finger when he was trying to hit that base. And yes. uh, his sing- finger really swole up. I'm wondering how he's doing. Um, but he was also the one that hit that really low, caught that really low ball without it t- touching the ground. That was remarkable to me. I can't remember his name, so forgive me. But did you see that play as well? I was here um, during the game, kind of paying attention to the game because uh, I was here uh, making sure that the Timberwolves came over and everything was was good with that. So I was kind of going between that and college football, so kind of kind of kind okay. of going back and forth. So I don't I don't remember that specific play. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one thing I tell you. I really loved watching that game. It was a nail biter. It was it was um, a it was a great game. It was great game. It was it was kind of everything you want out of a baseball game. It was a pitcher's duel for the first uh, five innings, no runs, very few hits, and then you had a couple of big hits in the sixth inning with the two home runs, one for Philadelphia, and then the three-run homer that you talked about, Yordan Alvarez for Houston. And then after that, it was it, it went back to pitcher's duels, and neither team could really get a hit off of these very tough bullpen pitchers. So it, it kind now, of gave some of that you... stuff that you just said I don't quite understand, um, but I will keep learning. Trust me, I will keep reading. I'll keep watching. I'll keep learning. And you know, with all of the t- the teams that we have here in the great state of Minnesota, are there other states where they have even more teams? I mean, we have the women's uh, NBA. We've we've got the baseball, the football, oh, yeah. the soccer. The, we have it all. Oh yeah. Is it uh, so? Have we come to the point where we have all of the sports? Yes, we have all. Well, we have all four major. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Major leagues, uh, mm-hmm. NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL, plus mm-hmm. WNBA, soccer. plus uh, Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a major, major uh, college with a lot of uh, college sports Oh, I know teams, that. So. I just wanted to know the big names. You know, I just wanted to know the big games that we're all watching, um, of course, in January. I think is it January or is it February this year, uh, coming up next year, where the um, – the final uh, football game. The It'll be football. February, early February for the Fe- Super that's Bowl. That's what I thought. Yep, it was early February, earlier this year, too. It's, it's, all, it's always going to be. It's, I thought the, it was the last week of January for a long time. It, it was. It's gotten later uh, over the years, but over the last, I'd say, 15 to 20 years uh, mm-hmm. at, at least, it's been that fir- basically that first Sunday in February okay. is when they've had the Super Bowl. Well, I know we're probably getting. Do we have to take a break yet? Yeah, we gotta. We gotta get some. We gotta pay some bills. Pay some bills. We'll be back in a moment. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed Premium Online Savings Account, your goal of supporting his dreams—thanks for everything, Mom and Dad—will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 726 here at WCCO. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is sit and be with you on a Sunday night and talk about it all. Of course, the election is around the corner, as you well know, it's happening on Tuesday. And of course, there are people that I have been talking to, Jonathan, who are saying, I'm just not going to vote. You know, after what happened uh, during the last election, it's been a mess. Um, people are not honest that they've been stealing stuff. And oh my gosh, they just went on and on. On. And and I say to myself, how do you talk to someone who you know should absolutely believe in voting, even after all the scandals? They they need to continue to believe in the voting. And I have not come up with an answer to that yet. What do you say? I don't know if this is this is where I get into. I'm the type of of person, I guess that. I don't want to impose on people. If if you see things, if we see things the same way, that's great. Um, I will try to help out, or uh, if you ask me questions, I'll try to do what I can. But I don't want to give ultimatums of you must do this. Doesn't mean I don't do it. No, I've I've done it from time to time, but I don't want I don't overall want to do that. And so trying to talk to someone and convince them to vote when their mindset is, I can't trust the system. I don't know who, where my vote is going, who my vote is going to. It doesn't matter anyway because I live in this and this place and I'm opposite of the, uh, the political trend or the political philosophy of this area. I don't think there's an answer. I, I, there's can, always an answer. We just haven't found it yet. I, we haven't found it yet. There's always an answer. I, even I, if it's not our generation, even if it's not where we are right now, say it has to be a whole other generation to come forward, someone is going to have the answer somehow. We always uh, do. And I, it can take decades to get that answer. And hopefully it won't take us that. I mean, we have to be able to restore the faith of the people of Americans that live here in this country, including all of those that have come from different countries. I mean, we have such diversity here. So, yeah, I'm expecting to really get an understanding of what that really means and why is it that so many, especially young people, I've talked to a few of them, I've also talked to those that are like 35 to 45 about voting, and it's really quite remarkable what they'll say. Some will say, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote no matter what, whether it's it's you know going to work or not going to work or it's the real thing or it's not the real thing. I'm going to do my part. And then there are others going, why? Why should I? Why should I do it? And that's the belief or that's the thought that's going to sit us down, literally sit us down, and we will no longer have the democracy that we have. Now, I know that we've run out of time, uh, but of course, I want to let you know, we just mentioned, uh, I was going to mention Tom Hauser from KSDP, and he is our first guest tonight. Uh, We're going to talk politics with him um, for half an hour, and I hope you will stick and stay with us again. That's at 735. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, We have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back. We are waiting to see if we can get um, our our friend from KSTP, Tom Hauser. Uh, He's going to be joining us for this half hour. But I also want to let you know at 810 we are going to be um, joining with Lillian Nave, and she's Senior Lecturer and Vital uh, Faculty Coordinator at Appalachian State University. Oh, my gosh, we got a lot to talk about because, you know, there are so many problems with having this whole um, idea <laughs> of how much diversity could, should be on the campuses uh, around our country. And I am just appalled at some of the things that have been said about it and why we are even considering it. Um, It's very frustrating for me, Jonathan. I'm not quite sure why this is happening. You remember not too long ago when uh, we were like 
going out of our way with affirmative action and, and trying to get as many people of color on the campuses because there was such a lack of them, right? I don't know if you remember that, but now it's been so difficult. Um, they, you know, people are saying things like Steve Swiggum said. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to this whole topic, and I hope that you will stick and stay with us to really talk about what this is all about. What are the universities trying to do? Are they now trying to redefine what type of students should be on the campus. It really should be based on your personality and your brain trust. <laughs> that's what it should be. To me, that's what it should be based on. So I'm so grateful. I'm attending Luther Seminary right now and and will um, graduate in May, if God willing. <laughs> and I, I cannot tell you how many times I think about it and I just go, I'm so blessed, so fortunate to be on another campus again. Um, but there, there are people who may think, oh, certain people shouldn't be you know, just because of their color, you know, where they're from could stop them. So that's a whole lot to talk about. I'm looking forward to that at 810. And then, of course, at, oh, excuse me, 835, Gail Shore, we actually had her on not so long ago. She finished her book. I am so proud of this woman. Um, she is the author of a book, Opening My Cultural Lens, A Globe Trekker's Experiences and Photographs. This woman has been all around the world. Incredible. So I look forward to doing that interview at 835. And oh, by the way, yeah, she was actually one of those who had a chance to go to North Korea. Wow. Can't wait to hear all that she has to say. And she has a ton of pictures in her book as well. So if you haven't heard of it, go look it up. Get it as soon as you can. I think you'll learn a whole lot about who we are, especially in those different spaces around the world. Okay, then also I want to let you know about... Um, some of the other guests that are coming up in Center Stage. Now, Center Stage is at 9 o'clock. I don't know if there are some that are listening who have never heard of Center Stage, but it is one of my favorite hours <clears throat> because I get a chance to really talk about the arts and entertainment. And, of course, my son, Michael Battle, will be the last hour out of the four right here tonight. So Michael has already told me, yes, mom, I will be on tonight. I cannot wait for the mom and I, Michael hour. And that starts at 10 o'clock. So now you've heard about all of um, the hours and how we do it. So stay tuned, you guys. Do we have our guest yet? Awesome. All right. Tom Hauser is joining us right now. Why? Well, as you may already know, Election Day for 2022 midterms is Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, right? Day after tomorrow. While early voting has turned out stunning numbers, many people are getting as much information as they can before heading to the polls. I know I'm one of those. Now, Tom Hauser is one of the best sources around when it comes to what we should know about all the candidates and issues. The veteran political reporter for KSTP-TV is gearing up for another busy night of defining decisions at the ballot box. And of course, yeah, he actually is one of our hosts here at WCCO, filling in for several people. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well, Geraldine. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. I'm so grateful that you uh, were able to join us tonight. You know, um, here's the thing. When we start listening to the pundits and they talk about what's happening and who's voting for what or, or who's talking about voting for how many you know people are going to go to the 
to the precincts and really just start saying, hey, this is who I want to support. I wonder how, how well that is working now. So much has changed in the way we vote now um, or the, the way people think about the voting process. And I think it has been detrimental in so many ways. Do you agree? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of confusion about the voting process. You know, you can vote by mail. You can vote in person early, you know, many weeks before an election. It has gotten confusing uh, to some people, but I think we're starting to, to navigate that uh, a little bit. And, you know, it, it, it makes it so much more difficult. It's always been difficult to predict what's going to happen on any given election day. But, you know, this year in particular, you know, just coming off, we're not quite over the pandemic yet, but we're past the peak of the of the pandemic. So things are somewhat getting back to normal, at least in terms of the voting process. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the polarization the pandemic has left in its wake, it is really hard to know who's most motivated to get out and vote on Election Day. This is as one of one of the most unpredictable elections I can recall in recent memory. I agree with that. And of course, I believe it is because of what has happened in 2016 to today. And it's been a real challenge for the young people, especially those that are just now starting to vote. Some of them are thinking, why? When I'm watching all of these other generations who have been uh, voting for so long, and I don't see why it's necessary. It's really sad. Now, let's talk a little bit about the most important statewide races. Of course, Governor Tim Walsh versus uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. Um, I, I don't understand how some people get um, to the point of those that they want to become um, uh, or to, to win their race. And I don't quite understand how we um, successfully talk about it because so many people are staunch within their beliefs, right? They stick to it. They're going to be who they are, whether you like it or not. It used to be a time we could have conversations on the radio and television and just talk together, talk through it. And that seems to be a real challenge, not just for the governor, but the attorney general, the secretary of state, the state auditor, Congress District 2 with Angie Craig, which we've been seeing all of these commercials. Tell us why these are statewide races that are very important. Well, you know, they're obviously important in that it's been 16 years since a Republican has won a statewide race in Minnesota. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tim Pawlenty was the last one uh, to win a statewide race for the Republican Party. And the political world, believe it or not, is even more polarized now than it was back in 2006. A lot of this started as far back as 2000 and even beyond that. But in 2000, of course, we had the uh, the recount and the very close race between Al Gore and George W. Bush, which I think started a lot of this mistrust in elections that continues now today. And so it's when it comes down to these statewide races, you have Republicans who make up about 35 percent of the likely voters. You've got Democrats who make up about 35 percent and you've got about, you know, 25 to 30 percent who identify as as independent. And those people who are Republicans or Democrats, uh, they're not likely to waver in the the, the conversations you talk about. Those are not likely to influence them. They're going to vote Democrat or Republican regardless of who the person is. The battle is for those people who consider themselves independent, 
who are willing to vote for a Democrat or a Republican. And that's the key to success in any of these races is getting to those people. Yet this year, I have not heard much about the independents. Have you? Well, you, you know, you, we always hear about the independents in, in our in our polling. Uh, it, you, you can usually tell who is leading any given race by who's winning the battle for uh, the independents, because each of the candidates, the Republican and the Democrat, are generally going to get at least 90 percent of their Republican or Democratic Party base to support them. The key is who can win the independence. Let's take the attorney general's race, for instance. Our latest KSTP Survey USA poll had Jim Schultz, the Republican, leading by seven points, uh, largely because he had a fairly significant lead among independents, whereas Ellison and Schultz both held on to, you know, roughly 90 percent of their party base. The key is who's leading among the independents. Schultz, in this case, in that poll, is leading Therefore, he's also leading the overall race. But okay. you're right in terms of we, we don't have the independent candidates like we've had in the past. We don't have a, a Jesse Ventura or a Tim Penny or a Tom Horner, uh, some of it, Peter Hutchinson, some of these people who have, have waged pretty strong independent uh, candidacies statewide. Uh, we're not seeing that this year. In all of the statewide races, it's pretty much a Republican against a Democrat. Right. And that's what people are really focusing on that I know. I can only speak of those that I've spoken to. And by the way, sir, um, I must ask you about what has happened with the dark money um, in the last two big presidential elections, you know, there, there was so much talk about dark money. Um, but here we are with the midterms, and I haven't heard, heard much about the dark money and what is happening with it. We used to be upset, absolutely furious here in the great state of Minnesota when they talk about this dark money. There was dark money even in the school board elections. It was ridiculous. Do you remember that? Yeah, and, I, and by dark money, just to make sure I, I we're talking about the same thing, I think you're talking about Money coming from from the outside, not raised mm-hmm. by either of the candidates. It's money being spent by interest groups or individuals trying to influence races. Uh, is, is that how you're defining the, Absolutely. the dark money? Absolutely. So th- this year, I just did a, a short story on Friday about let's take the second district congressional race, for instance. Uh, they have set a new record in outside money or dark money, if you want to call it that. Uh, about $18 million, $18.6 million, I think, in one congressional race. That is a new record for the state of Minnesota. The old record was set two or four years ago in the, I think it was the 8th District, where $15.1 million was spent. And, and that's just the, the outside money. That's not including the other 10 or $12 million that's been raised by the candidates themselves. That race for one congressional seat, one House seat, is probably going to generate thirty million in spending, and at least eighteen. I think that number will probably, by the time the final reports come in after the election, will probably be our first twenty million dollar race with outside money. The only race that has raised more than that was in two thousand eight, the Al Franken Norm Coleman race that we all remember that ended up in that protracted mm-hmm. recount. 
$24 million came into that. But that's a Senate race, so that's statewide money. And But to have so much money spent in just one congressional district really is remarkable. And it's happening all over the country. We're talking billions of dollars total. Yeah, and, and it's been happening for a while now. I think people have gotten used to it. But the challenge for me is I see it as purchasing um, a seat. You know, you're purchasing well, a seat. And, that's how I see it. Yeah, and, in, in, you know, in some ways, that's what they're let, – let's take the Alliance for a Better Minnesota, for instance. They back uh, Democratic candidates, and uh, they have spent, I think – and, again, the final reports won't be in until after the election – but the last pre-election report, I think they have spent uh, over $13 million primarily trying to influence the governor's race. You've, I'm sure if you've watched TV for even five minutes in the last two months, you cannot miss an ad attacking Scott Jensen. They've had a series of seven ads that they have been airing, and they have spent uh, $13 million on these ads and other efforts as well. Uh, it's a remarkable amount of money all targeted at one candidate. And again, Minnesota is not isolated in this. This is happening in state after state. I was just down in Iowa a couple days ago. The ads down there are blanketing the airwaves just like they are up here. Some of it from the candidates, some of it from these outside groups. Well, I, I would also add that Tim Walsh has also been attacked Right. He has been attacked. And these oh, commercials. No, he, and he, as we watch it all happen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he's he's been attacked, but not nearly uh, not even close to the level Scott Jensen has in terms of the amount of money that has been spent against him. Uh, money uh, uh, spent against Governor Walls might total a couple million. Uh, and it's been 13 million against Jensen just from one group. There are other groups as well, but I'm just the Alliance for a, a, a Better Minnesota is by far the, the biggest. And a lot of that money coming from outside the state of Minnesota. So you're very comfortable with the way we do elections here in the state of Minnesota, correct? Well, that's a, that's a broad question. Um, I'm, I, I, I think our elections have been uh, fair. I think they've been secure. Uh, they... Uh, there will occasionally be uh, some fraud here and there, isolated individual cases. There is no evidence of any widespread fraud. In fact, not just not in Minnesota, but really anywhere in the country, despite what some people will, will try to have you believe. And so from, from that standpoint, uh, I don't think that there is anything nefarious going on in the conduct of our elections. And in terms of the money, it's not really up to me to decide whether that's good or bad. I just cover it and let people know what's happening so they can decide for themselves whether they think it's good or bad. You know, we do have a public campaign finance law in the state of Minnesota that if the candidates agree to it, they don't raise all that big money and then they accept public funding. Governor Walls opted out of that so he could raise unlimited amounts of money. Scott Jensen agreed to it, so he also was not subject to the caps because Governor Walls decided not to abide by him. So Scott Jensen was given, I think, a little over a half million dollars for his campaign from uh, from public funding, and then he can also raise as much money as he wants. 
but that's because one candidate opted out of the system. So it's maybe that law needs tweaking. Maybe there needs to be more incentive for candidates to agree to uh, to uh, some sort of a public funding mechanism, because maybe that would make them more willing to debate and actually speak to voters so they can compare and contrast the the issues. Because right now, a lot of that is not happening because people are just trying to throw money at these campaigns and conduct them through television ads instead of through debates. And they've done this for a very, very long time, sir. And I think all sides, all sides have been affected and infected by it all. And that's what's very frustrating to me. I wish we had more time, Tom. I'm so glad that you came, um, uh, that you joined us tonight. Now, I do want to mention that you all should tune in on Tuesday night for coverage of all the races from this year's election. Adam Carter and Blos Olsen host Minnesota Votes at starting at 8 p.m. right here on News Talk 830. And make sure you tune in to listen to Tom Heilzer when he is filling in right here. Here at WCCO. Sir, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Okay, well, you have a great night. Thanks, Gerald. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, everyone, we got to take a break to pay some bills, and we'll come back with our next guest, Lillian Nave. And she's a senior lecturer at Vital Faculty at Appalachian State University. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 7.57, and we only have a few seconds here to talk, but I do want to let you know I'm very excited to talk with Lillian Nave. And um, again, we're going to talk about uh, what is happening on some of these campuses and why is it happening. So I definitely want you to stick and stay with us uh, until we're done tonight at um, 11 o'clock. It is always a pleasure to have you join us. And of course, um, if you haven't voted yet, be sure to get going tomorrow uh, and try to vote early. Uh, You can do that in several locations. Just look at up with your zip code and you'll find it. All right, everyone, we'll we'll be back in a moment. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.